Now, Rabbit, a good cop does what before using his equipment in the field? Uh, they test it? They test it, exactly. How you shooting today, Thorne? Dead on all morning. How about that little fella? Oh, that little guy? I wouldn't worry about that little guy. Good enough for me. You're my man now. Welcome to Something Crunchy. The Valley's number one comedy entertainment podcast. Biscuit is homies with Blake. Blake is the older brother of Blair. And Blair is married to Biscuit. Here are your hosts, Colin Blake with Blair and Tyler Dressel. Welcome to Something Crunchy. I'm Cullen Blake. With me as always, Blair. And Tyler Dressel. Thank you for joining us by way of 97.3 The Rattler or wherever you get your podcast. We have an incredibly crunchy guest joining us tonight. He's a member of the Broken Lizard Comedy Group, a writer, comedian, actor, and producer. You've seen him in Super Troopers 1 and 2, Club Dread, Beer Fest, Tacoma FD, and Quasi, now available to stream on Hulu. Please welcome Steve Lemmy. Hi. Hello. How are you, Steve? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? Good. We are huge fans. We are very excited to have you on. You're a busy man right now. Quasi just recently released on 420. You guys are now in the process of writing Super Troopers 3. How's that coming along? Fantastic. We just, uh, you know, there's a writer's strike going on. A little bit and, of um, mm-hmm. But we handed in the script to the studio right before the writer's strike. And it's funny because, you know, we want to know. I mean, obviously, we know they've read it but uh, they can't tell us what they think of it. So, you know, there's a little bit of torture going on there, but, uh, you know, we're going to make the movie. We're going to make the movie. Well, I'm curious about your process and how you guys develop these stories as a team. Does someone have an idea and they take lead to see it through, or is it purely collaborative? Purely collaborative. You know, like, uh, I don't know if any one of us has ever come forward, in the Broken Lizard group has ever come forward and been like, I have an idea for a movie, and just said it. Like a lot of the times it, uh, you know, we're just hanging out and we start to riff on things, you know, like with super troopers, we were, you know, we were like 23 or 24 or something like that. You know, like there's that age right there where all of a sudden people start getting married and like, there's this like chunk of time where everyone's getting married and you're just going to weddings. Like each summer there's like, four weddings yeah. five weddings and, and you're driving around and we were a sketch comedy group at that point so we were performing live in new york we all lived in, lived in new york city and we got pulled over a lot for some reason <laughs> and we were like you know i don't want to say we were under the you know look we were high some of us a lot of the time and like <laughs> the cops you know like we'd be talking shit and the cops would pull us over and we'd be like we'd be like i'm gonna fucking crush this cop when he comes up to the window <laughs> and then they'd come up and, and the, the cop would be like you know a hard ass and we'd be kissing the cop's ass like of course whatever you say yes of course of course and then the cop would walk away and we were like well man when he said this i was gonna crush that guy but like <laughs> and we were we were like out of these cops knew how how stoned we were in this car like they could have so much fun with us. And we were like, what a funny idea for a movie. Like if cops knew people were stoned in a car and they just started to fuck with them. And like, that was how the idea started. So that was like a group concept. And then like it happened, you know, like I know that the idea for beer fest came like after club dread club dread opened against a movie called the passion of the Christ. And that was, <laughs> came out on the same weekend. No, it did not. 
same same weekend in the Passion of the Christ, literally the Lord God uh, struck down the entire box office that weekend. See, and that's a shame because that movie has no twists whatsoever. Everyone knows how that ends. Yeah, and it's actually, and by the way, it's actually a good movie. Passion of the Christ. Are you talking about Club Dread? No, because no, neither of them has a twist. None, none has a twist. What, what are you talking about? No, no. Club Dread is a whodunit. The yeah. whole movie is a twist. Thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, like so, our, our we we thought we were like, oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna we've made it with Super Troopers. We can stay in New York City. And then Club Dread came out, and they were like, it's going up against Passion of the Christ. And the studio was like, don't worry about it. It's not even in English. Don't worry, it's not in English. <laughs> don't even and we were like. You're right. And we were making jokes. We were like, I hope the Lord doesn't smite us that weekend. And he did. He did. And so, you know, luckily we had a, a guardian angel and Adam Sandler who was like, he called us up and was like, you need my help. And so we pitched him. So, okay. No, no, so the point of the, the point of the story is that like, we were so depressed on uh, literally like that weekend we made, less money than super troopers did and you know we were supposed to we were following up on super troopers we were supposed to make a lot the movie was supposed to make a lot more money we're so depressed because basically our careers had started and ended very quickly and uh, we were all um in a room together and we were just and we were mad because the reviews were so bad and we were like they were like these guys don't even write a second draft of their movie and these guys don't even want to come up with original plots for their movie and we're like fuck you like we tr- we're trying so hard and we're and like they're g- great jokes in this movie we so love good. these jokes you know and thank you blair thank you and, <laughs> and like and they were like the, the, like these guys are juvenile and they're like frat brothers and i think kevin heffernan was like you know if they want to see something juvenile we should just make a movie called like beer fest <laughs> and we were like la- we were like haha we were laughing about it and we were like, wait, wait a second, what would Beer Fest be about? And then we started to riff about it. And then we we started to riff about how like we it was guys who were just mad at Oktoberfest. And so they try to start a competing Oktoberfest in America. And then they're like, Well, how do they compete with Oktoberfest? And they're like, Well, we're gonna allow underage drinking. <laughs> and then we were like, How do we do that? And then we were like, oh, you do it on Indian reservations. And we're like, it's literally a nationwide competition with underage drinking and on Indian reservations. We're like, that's, wait, that's so irresponsible. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we decided to bring it back to the movie Bloodsport, which was like, okay, it's at Oktoberfest, but it's in a, it's in a smaller, a tiny underground arena. And that's how that movie came about. And so, like, that's kind of the way it, it it always happens, where it's like, we're just hanging out, having a great time with each other, sometimes in, in good moods, sometimes in bad moods. Um, and the idea just comes. And then, you know, it's it's like you, I'm sure it's like you guys, like, you're hanging out. You might get together to get organized and be like, let's do some work today and, and plan out what routines we're going to, you know, what bits we're going to do on the show. And then... Yeah. You're like, all right, well, that was fine, but let's go out tonight and have some beers and, and have some cocktails. And then you go out, and when you're hanging out and relaxed and not thinking about work, you have these incredible off-the-wall ideas, and you're yes. like, that would actually be a good thing to do. You know? exactly how the it is. best ideas come through. <laughs> it is exactly how it is. 
So when you guys are yeah. scene blocking and you're, you got your idea and the scene calls for drug use, is that something that you guys do for the scene right there to sample <laughs> the drugs to make sure that it's authentic? How, how did those visions come about for the authenticity? Mm, that's funny that you asked that question. So uh, it depends what it is. So like Beer Fest is actually the best example of it because when we came up with the idea for Beer Fest and we had um, kind of uh, fleshed out what the what the outline was, what the plot was going to be, and then we pitched it to Adam Sandler. Um, he brought it to Sony and we sold it to Sony. They ultimately did not make the movie, but we sold it to Sony and then we started writing it. And we were like, holy shit, we can write off all of these beer expenses and bar trips on our taxes. <laughs> Research for a role. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, we literally started doing that. And, like, it was hysterical because then we started playing all these drinking games. <laughs> like, we were... Like we played quarters and we we're like, let's write these four quarters off on our taxes. And we did. <laughs> and then we were like, and then Kevin Heffernan, Kevin Heffernan, we were playing, you know, when you play quarters, you're like, you have to pick the glass up with your teeth and some versions of it and, <laughs> and you have to <laughs> tilt it back and, and let the quarter slide For into sure. your mouth. And he, and he accidentally swallowed the quarter <laughs> and we were like, holy shit wait a second let's um what's gonna happen to that quarter like <laughs> is it gonna dissolve in your stomach or is it gonna come out and then we're like well we have to know when it comes out like how long is it gonna take and so then like we were on quarter watch essentially <laughs> coming out well it's got to come out right and so like we were like we're on quarter watch now and and then we imagined number one that you know george washington on that quarter would come out and his face would be horrified you know like <laughs> on the uh you know when han solo is is frozen in the yes. carbonite and yes he, his face is all horrified we were like that's george washington's face is going to be that all distorted and horrified from <laughs> yeah what horrified so now that is life imitating art i can imagine that happening to farva or landfill but i cannot imagine that actually happening to kevin heffernan in real life. that is hilarious are, are you kidding that guy is like he's such a funny uh person like he's uh He's first of all, he's a lawyer in two states. That's the amazing thing. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, yeah, and but but he's also like, he's such a big, dumb, funny, fat guy. Like he's <laughs> his he's got no ass, and he's all torso, <laughs> and his pants are always falling down, and you can always see the crack of his ass. I talk about it all the time, and like, he doesn't care, and the the and and the fact that he swallowed the quarter like while playing uh quarters we were like you're so fucking dumb and and then and and so but then you know by the way then we were like you know this would be good for ebay too like you should start to swallow like how much that would that horrified quarter yeah. george washington's horrified face on the quarter be worth Six like if figures. he came out horrified People pay good money for that Six feet. Yeah, if he came out horrified, if he came out scared like Han Solo, <laughs> what would that go for? What would that go, a changed quarter? And then we were like, you should just swallow a ton of money and see what happens. And, and let's, and let's, I mean, look, anyway. So these are the kind of conversations we have. This is like, so 
we were writing off um, all the beer we drank while we were writing Beer Fest and all the bar visits because we were like, now we're actually working and we can and we can write these off for real because we're making a movie called Beer Fest. And then when we shot the movie, to answer your original question, which you asked like an hour and a half ago, <laughs> we we did a, a scene in the movie. Uh, we go to a college party. And I did something. My character Finkelstein did something called a strikeout, which is um, you do a shot, you chug a beer, and then you blow out the bong head. And sure. that's what we used to do in college. And one of those gets you fucked up, and yeah. uh, like big time. And so, you know, I was like, if I'm going to do this, I should do it for real. Like if we're putting this on film, I should do this for real. Like uh, we don't want to use fake beer and fake weed. And so, I so I did it. I, I was like, I told the prop guy, and, it, and this is illegal, basically. I was I was like, uh, listen, I'm going to use real weed. He's like, I'm you're my boss. I'm walking away. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you know I. Put, I had real beer going and I, I was doing shots of tequila. And so I, you know, I did it. I did it. And, um, after the first take, <laughs> Jay, Jay came up to me and was like, you know, um, I hate to say it, but like the bong hit, like the smoke, it didn't seem, it didn't come high enough. You got to do a full, uh, like a bigger <laughs> bong hit. So oh. it pulls the, yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. I've heard he does that a lot. He makes you guys do multiple takes of stuff that's super uncomfortable just for his own personal entertainment. Is that true? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. so, so there you go. So like I did it again and, and nailed it. And then um, <laughs> Kevin came up to me. He's like, Jay's embarrassed to say this, but the problem was you did the bong hit, but like it took too long to get the chug and the shot down and the smoke coming out wasn't big enough. No. So we need you to do it again. I was like, fuck. And so I did it again. Those guys, and each time one of them would come out and come up with a reason why we need to do it again. And after like the fifth or sixth take, they came out and they were like, by the way, uh, we got it on the first take. <laughs> Five takes. Oh my God. I was like more fucked up than I've ever been in my life. And oh, like, that's awesome. Yeah, that'll do it. Are there yeah, any scenes in a particular movie you look back on and you were like, I was just so blitzed filming that? The other one was um, when we made Super Troopers. There's a scene where the five of us are watching. Um, we're with Brian Cox from Succession, mm -hmm. obviously. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, they were all down there like we we you get this uh afghanistan, afghanistan animation, animation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and we go down and we're, and we're watching the johnny chimpo cartoon and it's a whole it's a whole sequence where like we're first in the in the uh like the impound room with all the weed and then we're like let's go do this and then we're watching the cartoon and then captain O'Hagan comes in and then we shout the shenanigans like oh, you mean shenanigans and and uh with farva down the hall and then we're like uh you know you know, I'll pistol whip the next guy, all that, all that thing. And um, all those scenes were filmed on the same day. And Paul Soder, who plays Foster, came to me the morning of and was like, I got these mushrooms last night. Do you want to <laughs> do some mushrooms? Because he and I, you know, he and I are partners in the movie and and uh, and we're and we're good friends. And he's like, should we just do these mushrooms and not tell anybody? <laughs> and uh, and I was like, sure. And so the two of us are on mushrooms in that whole entire sequence down there. And yeah. it's Travel. funny because we're trying to like pretend like, you know, because then we're in the scene, we're smoking pot. And like all the guys were like, 
the other guys were like, Jesus, you guys are so fucking awesome in this scene. Like, you're so convincing <laughs> so that you're high. <laughs> and, and Soder and I were tripping our asses off on mushrooms, which is, uh, and you, you can't tell. Anyway, so yes, I, there are probably some more. I don't know. So can you write those mushrooms off since you used it in the scene? <laughs> Uh, you know what? Retroactively, I think we're going to. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> now that we think about it, should. Yeah, but I don't know that we got a receipt, a receipt from the drug dealer. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, when you guys are filming, who's the biggest diva on set, and why Jay? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. That's uh, so fucking funny. Jay and Kevin and I just did a, a, a podcast and. Um, and they asked that question and Jay was like, well, it's obviously Steve. And what I, I actually, no, no. I was actually thinking about it like literally yesterday. Cause I was like, cause my reaction was like, fuck, that's such bullshit. I'm the least diva. I'm the least diva. I'm so not vain. Like, like I played Finkelstein, you know, I had like, I was bald with a big Afro for six months of my life. Like, you know, and uh, and in quasi, I'm fucking covered in shit and in twisted <laughs> mouth and like bent, like I'm not vain. I'm not vain at all, you know. And like, um, nor am I a diva. And, and and but he said so. Queen was like me, and I was I was like that's fucking bullshit. But I should have said the obvious thing, which is like, well, obviously when Queen Kevin, sorry, I keep calling him Queen. His, that's his nickname, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> when when we're asked that when Kevin is asked that question, who's the bigger diva and he chooses me, what he really means is it's Jay. Like he's choosing me because he knows I'm not. And he's not saying Jay because it accurately mm. is Jay. <laughs> Can't call him out. I see. I see. <laughs> let, let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. I like, I'm not going to, I'll just talk about like our general friendship. Like, cause the five of us are fucking incredible friends. I used to give Jay shit. Cause like Jay, like back when we were like 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years old, Jay like went, I don't know if he like, John Irving, the author came to Colgate where we all went to college and he was drinking a Coca-Cola out of a, a stem glass, like a, a red wine glass with a stem on it, Coca-Cola over ice. And Jay took that as his affectation. And so like, <laughs> We would be like stoned at three in the morning, all of us. And we would order from the deli in New York City. It would be like roast beef sandwiches mm -hmm, and tuna yeah. sandwiches and chips and chips. And, you know, and at the and Oh, and Jay would always pour himself a stem glass Coca-Cola in my apartment where we hung out a lot of the time. And it was like, I only... First of all, I didn't have one at the beginning, and then I had to get one for him. And, like, <laughs> he would insist on drinking his Coca-Cola out of a stem glass. And the rest of us are, like, chugging, you know, like, out of a can or just beer out of a can. And he would also, like, we would all be eating the sandwich out of the paper, and he would insist on going into my cupboard and getting a plate and taking a sandwich out of the wrapper and putting it on the plate. And then he would leave these things in my sink. And I remember noticing at eight, at that age, I was like, this motherfucker's a diva. Who <laughs> gets an actual plate? <laughs> For a deli sandwich? For a deli sandwich. Oh, like, on. just, it's double papered. 
just eat it up. <laughs> nice oh, paper. And like, yeah, like, and who who are you to wait that long? Like, open the fucking thing and eat it. <laughs> don't put it on my plate and don't, and then not wash it. And don't, like, my fucking stem glass, like, you're making me nervous. I got one now and you're going to break it. And like, <laughs> you know. And also, like, what do you, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I could delve deeper, guys. Yeah. Could, but, uh, We're here you, for it. You're like, I could show my work on Let's this. Let's get into the stemware. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to air out dirty laundry. Don't, I don't want to air out dirty no, laundry. No, of course not. Well, let's talk about Quasi. This seems a little different for you guys. A period piece just recently released, and you play the main character. Tell us about Quasi. Uh, the movie is about a, a hunchback medieval France who gets caught in a feud between the king and the pope. And um, they they each assassinate him to kill the other one. So obviously uh, he's he's kind of fucked <laughs> and he develops a relationship with the queen and he's got a best friend who only keeps him around to make himself feel better. And, you know, it's a coming of age story and a bit of a zero to hero story. And so this is something that we had. We, we honestly we riffed about this back at exactly the time that we were riffing about Super Troopers. And we wrote these scripts at the same time, um, you know, Super Troopers being like, like we had, uh, we had made a movie called Puddle Cruiser first, which yeah. we made for about $125,000. Wow. Um, and nothing happened with that, e even though we won a best film award at the Hampton Film Festival and we played at Sundance and Entertainment Weekly magazine reviewed us as the best, as the most entertaining movie at Sundance. Yeah. And we didn't sell. And um, so we were like, okay, well, we got to do something here. Let's really bombard the market with scripts. And so Super Troopers was this movie that we really loved. And we were like, we can do that for cheap again. And then we were like, but let's also also write a couple of other movies. Let's write a middle range movie and a higher range budget movie. And so Quasi was the middle range budget movie that we wrote. And it was based on this, you know, it started, I, I was working at a record store at the time. And uh, we had this guy that uh, there was this guy that worked there that uh, in the jazz and blues department that spoke out of the, the side of his mouth. You know, he was a side mouth talker <laughs> and he was kind of, you know, he was a lonely guy. And, he, and, and you know, he talked like this a little bit. And, and this would be better if you could see me doing it. But like uh, he, he would corner me sometimes and just give me his little his 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 whimsy, you know, his music. <laughs> And and he would be, you know, this one time he was like, you know, Steve, the saxophone is the loneliest instrument on the planet. And um, I have a saxophone and I like to play it sometimes just sitting in my window uh, on hot, sweaty summer nights. And um, I, I'll, I'll sometimes just make up a song, you know, probably for a woman who does not exist in my life. And, and yeah, I know. That's and I would go, oh, and, uh, and but he would he would have these musings and I would go to hang out with the broken lizard guys and tell him about this guy and do this character. And we would we would fucking riff on this guy and imagine him like blowing the saxophone out of the side of his mouth and then like <laughs> who would date him. And we were like, God, like, who is this? And we, and we started to imagine this guy like this character is a hunchback and then we just like start to beat on him and like and then like the the, the king orders him to assassinate the pope and the pope you know and like we just went down this road with this guy and started writing the script and that's how it came about and we decided god this would be the one where we could play multiple roles like monty python did. yeah again it's like 
awesome homage to Monty Python. And we just over like literally over the last 20 years, we were doing these drafts of, of the script. And um, and then when Super Troopers 2 came out, we we foolishly didn't really have anything to go out with. And uh, which in filmmaking 101, they'll tell you is the, the stupidest thing to do. But um, we decided to go out with a script and, you know, as uh, what you do as a courtesy with the, with the studio that's just released your most recent movie, you give them the first look at it. And so we did, we showed it to Fox to searchlight and they were like, yes, let's do this movie. And so it was actually supposed to be a theatrical movie. And then um, COVID happened and they were like, they struck up a deal with Hulu and they were like, do you guys want to like redo the deal and maybe uh, do this as a streaming movie? And we we're like, absolutely. Sure. So, uh, so we did it with Hulu and Searchlight, and so that's it. So it, it came out, and, and that's where the idea came from. And we had a blast shooting the movie, like an absolute blast. And and we all love the way it turned out. So it, it's been, it was incredible. Oh, that's great! And available to stream right now on Hulu. It's also deliciously violent. Um, well, <laughs> when you're not working on a project, you are promoting a project. What do you like to do when you're not working? It's so funny because I I um. You know, Kevin and I have a show, a TV show called Tacoma FD. Yeah. And um, that's on, you know, I mean, you can see it. It's it's on the first three seasons are on HBO Max and then it airs on True TV. The, mm-hmm. the new season, Tacoma FD season four will be, I think it's July of this year coming out on uh, True TV and TBS. And we've been working literally the last five years. We've been working steadily on that thing. And so, and it's funny because now we've, finished editing and now our, we just had a movie come out and we're waiting for this <clears throat> the new season of our tv show to come out and we're on strike the writers have a strike going and uh, like kevin and i were speaking today and we were like this is so weird we haven't had anything we haven't had a moment of free time in the last five years which is a success a success problem for sure and we're like we don't we don't really know what to do it's so the last uh, you know last week a couple times we picketed and went on strike. And then, you know, Kev- Kevin and I, like, uh, we've sold an animated show, which is not WGA. So we're actually allowed to work on that. And Ooh. then, so, yeah, so we did that for like <laughs> 45 minutes today. <laughs> and then um, I told you, I spent like four hours with the cable people and then I, or the Wi-Fi people. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm just sitting around. And then I'm like, I'll call Kevin again and see what he's doing because we're not doing anything. And he's like, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm doing yard work. And I'm like, I did yard work last week. Um, I'm going to have some old fashions in the yard. I've got three hours to kill until this podcast tonight. And uh, and so I'm going to start drinking. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I've been drinking beers while I've been doing yard work. And I'm like, all right, well, try not to make sure you wear shoes if you're working with a, like a rotary blade. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we're like, we're just hanging out. So listen, so these are the things we've got going on. I love that. <laughs> the I old friendship that. just puts a smile on my face, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, uh, but I also jogged five miles in the morning. That, Shut uh, like I did. I did. And miles. I jogged. Yeah. And I jogged five miles yesterday and, and I'm going to, I'll do it again tomorrow. So like, um, but I did that after I dropped the kids off at school. So this is what we've got going on. 
So obviously the movies come out. We've handed in Super Troopers 3 to the studio. So we're going to do that. That'll be next. Kevin and I have Tacoma FD coming out this summer. That whole network is in crazy disarray. HBO Max, TBS, TNT, and True TV. I, I don't know if we'll get a season five. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know. if we, And the show's great and it pulls in great ratings. It's an incredible show. Uh, but I, I think, who knows? But so, you know, Kevin and I uh, sold an animated show, um, which is uh, amazingly like uh, animation on TV is not part of the WGA. It's part of something else called IOTSI. Oh, that's and so, interesting. And congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. So we're, so we're actually allowed to work on that. Um, it's, it's a different union. It's a, it's a sticky situation, but, um, and then let's see, we have so broken lizard wise. We have a few scripts that are already written and we want to set those things up, but we can't do that right now during the strike. Kevin and I actually sold, uh, also a live action show before the strike. Um, that we were negotiating and we actually can't negotiate during the strike, but that's something that he and I are talking about. Um, and then uh, he and Kevin and I also have a couple of other projects in, in the TV world that we are shepherding, um, which are not sold. So we're allowed to talk about those things with, uh, with our friends and amongst ourselves. Um, so we're working on those things. And so there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. Um, we're just uh, excited about uh, the future and our fans. And it's nice to, you know, uh, be able to provide laughter for people and, and, and be working uh, all this time. So. You should be. We'll be right back with Steve right after this. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Something Crunchy, and I hope you're enjoying the episode. It now pays to crunch down every week because we're hooking you up with big discounts from big brands. Up to 35% off Invicta watches using code CRUNCHY and apparel from 8080, where in addition to 10% off using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend goes toward an entry into the Dream Car Giveaway. Don't forget to join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for updates, polls, and the web's crunchiest memes. You can find us on Twitter at crunch underscore cast. And feel free to send any questions in your track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the show. What's up? This is Steve Lemmy from Broken Lizard, and you are listening to Something Crunchy. Crunching down with Steve Lemmy from Broken Lizard. You guys do get a lot of attention from fans. You're all very recognizable. What's the strangest fan encounter you can remember? Oh my God. Like, there's like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I, <laughs> I mean, we can do it. We can do like a top five. I, I've got like a, well, holy shit. Okay. Well, like, aside from the ones when people want to come, come up and try to kill you like there's what? like um we had <laughs> we had one guy who came up at a live show and this was the reason why you're like we need better security he was like in he was in a trench coat and he was dancing like axel rose in front of me and he and he was like hey bro i just want you to know that like i forged these press credentials to get into your show and he's got them around his neck and he's like but like 
they totally didn't, you know, cut the mustard. And he's like fiddling with them and they're falling apart. And he's like, the lamination didn't work. So then I had to buy a ticket instead. <laughs> oh my God. And I, and I just want to know what's the temperature in Hollywood these days. And like, <laughs> and like, he's literally dancing that serpentine dance that Axl Rose used to do. And you're like, fucking giving the high sign to security. That's a little gentle one. Okay. That's a little appetizer for this. I had a woman. Okay. So like, uh, I got recognized at a New York Rangers ice hockey game. And I was with a buddy of mine from high school. And um, we were in the front row of like, so, you know, like there's the ring around the, the hockey arena and then there's a catwalk that goes all the way, all the way around. Right. And then there's the next section up. So I was in the front row of that section with, with a friend of mine from high school. And in between periods, like uh, a couple of dudes recognized me and they were like, Hey, what's up? Can we, you know, what's going on? They were like, can we take a picture? And I was like, sure. sure. And we, we took, they, then they were on the catwalk and they, we took a picture together and then they stuck around and then took another picture. So like, like my level, honestly, my level of fame is such that like, if I have a mustache, I'm more recognizable. If I don't have a mustache, I'm not likely to get recognized. And, and really? in either scenario, well, so, so like if I don't have the mustache on, like in that case, especially Madison Square Garden, New York City or Los Angeles, for instance, like when, when people, random people go up to somebody and want to get their picture taken, then other people take notice and they're like, who's that? Yeah. And in that case, when people are looking, they're like, oh, it's the guy from Super Troopers. It's the guy from Beer Fest. It's Tacoma FD. And, and so then what can happen is more people might come up then, especially between periods. And so, like, that's what started happening. And a couple people uh, started gathering around and then more people started gathering around. And then the usher came over and was like, let's let's just keep the, um, the catwalk clear and let's form a line here because people do have to walk. And so now it was like a line of like a bunch of people. And then all of a sudden, and it was just college dudes or dudes, sporto dudes with like baseball hats on backwards. And then at the end of it, all of a sudden, like a 45 year old, like school mom got on a line, like a, like a, like a middle-aged lady got on the line. And my high school buddy was like, is she in your demographic? I was like, not at all. And we were like, what's she going to say? And, and so, and you know, people like take the pictures and you know, maybe sign an autograph and then like they, people would move on and then like a couple more guys would come forward and then we'd do the thing. And then like, they'd go and come more. And, and this lady was politely waiting her turn, waiting her turn, moving up step-by-step. Step. The third period started, whatever she kept, you know, coming up. And finally it got to be her turn. My friend and I were like, it, like eager with anticipation. <laughs> and she walked up, she came up to me, waited her turn and she slapped me across the face. No. Oh. As hard as she, as hard as she could. And she, and, and she goes, you're the reason my son dropped out of college, beer fest, oh, and stormed away. Come on. And stormed away. And I was like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, because <laughs> my my friend is like, does that happen often? I was like, no, that's the first time. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Like, it starts in the home. That's not my fault. Like, it starts she, in the home. He would have dropped out feels, anyway. Feels like a you problem to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I didn't fucking do that. I bet he watched some other movies and did some other things. But so that was a weird one. Um, Jeez. I, I yeah, I had a woman come up to me and um, ask me to have sex with her as Finkelstein. Oh, in, really? Wow. Role play. In, in, in character. She wanted me to like um, be like 
you know, talk like this and, you know, have sex. I was like, I was like, what do you mean? Like, you want me to be like, oh my God, yeah, you feel so good. Like that kind of thing. She's like, yes, I do. <laughs> of all your characters. This is incredible. I love that that was the choice. Yeah, I've always wondered how often character actors get asked to do up their characters in the bedroom. And I always assumed Mac would be your most requested jam. But wow. It's so that, funny. To have Fink. Oh my. You know what's so fucking crazy is that um, that character, amazing. Like, like, so like that interaction that happened right there. Finkelstein is the one that it's happened with the most. No way. Wow. That's your most requested. That's your Hotel California. Your stairway now to listen, heaven I, is Finkelstein. Yeah, and, and I've been happily married for 12 years now. That, 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 like, uh, I'm not saying that that happens now, but like, at the, at but the when time, it did? like, I can't, I, I don't even want to go into it. Like, it's so, it's so crazy. Like, it's, it's the most bizarre thing. It's like, <laughs> I, like, I played a guy named Juan Castillo in Cloud Dread, and I'm like, yeah. Never once. I love that it was <laughs> Maybe the hair just like, I, does something to people, you know? You had the accent, the tan. The, it the, reminds the, them the somebody in their family that they like. Juan was definitely your but, most bangable character, and Finkelstein's <laughs> most requested. That is hilarious. I love hearing that. I'll, I'll tell you another Finkelstein story. Uh, and this is, this is um, oh my God, there's so many. Like, it's crazy. It's like... <laughs> So, so Finkelstein, like when we were shooting Finkelstein, so here, here's what happened. Like I had just broken up with a girlfriend and I was like, uh, li literally like a week before going to shoot um, Beer Fest, my, my a, a long time girlfriend and I broke up and I was like, okay, well, the silver lining here is I'm going to go and make, I'm going to Albuquerque. We're going to shoot our studio movie with Warner Brothers and I'm going to get so much action, you know, <laughs> and, and and then, you know, like immediately on, on day one, we shaved, you know, I, I we shaved three inches of, of male pattern baldness into the front of my forehead and then, you know, to the top of my head and then and then permed, permed the rest of my hair. And that's what I did for three for those first three months. Um, and remember, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go lay down some some action here. And so like the the first the first week. It would be like, uh, like, hey, we'd be in bars. We'd even be with the, you know, I'd be like, hey, I don't really look like this. I'm making a movie. And already the girls were like, fuck you. That sucks. And like walking away. And I was sure. like, oh, my God, I'm never, I'm never going to get action on this thing. I thought I was going to get so much action. I'm like, look, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, this, this sucks. And so I was like, you know what? fine so be it i'm playing this character i'm making a movie this is actually kind of relief like you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna have a fucking incredible time with my best friends and i'm gonna party and i'm not gonna worry about getting laid and you know what that was so liberating it was like i'm not even gonna play social politics here and it was like you know like when you're like interested in somebody and like maybe just because they're good looking and you're like they say some stupid thing and you're like, oh, that's such a good joke. And you're like, I'm like, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even fucking playing. I'm going to hang out with my friends. And when like girls come up, I don't care if they're hot or not. Like if I don't like them, I'm not going to kiss their ass. I'm not going to try to get laid. Cause I'm not going to, cause I can't. And so what happened was I just started having a great time with my friends. And literally the first night I employed this technique of just being like a regular guy and not hitting on somebody as this, as a stupid person and just having a great time and like not suffering anything. All of a sudden these two girls came up to me 
and they were like, would you be interested in having a three-way with us? No this is... way! You cracked not the code! If this is the Night one of this technique? I, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding, because it's like, because I remember, like, I was talking to my friends. We were ha- laughing and having a good time. And some girls came up, and, and they were, like, like kissing my broken lizard friend's asses. <laughs> and I was, like, n- not even into it. And, like, like they were, like, saying dumb shit. And I was, like, uh-huh, okay. And, like, ragging on them like I would a regular guy. And then, like, ignoring them like I would, like, a rando who, who might come up who wasn't that cool. And these and, and so, the, so these other girls came up, and they're, like, we were wondering if you want to have a three-way. And I was like, uh, I was like, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, are you nice people? And they're like, yeah, we're great people. <laughs> and they're, you know, and like, and I'll just cut to the chase. I had the three-way with them. <laughs> and, 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 and afterwards, <laughs> and afterwards, and I know, I know I'm sounding braggadocious right here, but afterwards, <laughs> They were like, they were like, I was like, what? So what? You got to tell me what happened here. Cause like, that's never happening before. And they were like, well, we just looked across the bar and we, we identified you as the biggest loser in the bar based on the way you looked. But like, then the way you were carrying on, like you didn't have a care in the world. You're having the best time. And you and your friends were laughing and you were kind of like at the center of it. And then you, you were talking to these hot girls and like you should have been trying hard with them, but you weren't. Like you were being almost kind of like a dick to them. And like it, like it, you kind of went from being like this guy who we didn't think was confident at all to being like very, con- like overly confident because you, sh- you, you needed to be kissing their asses and you weren't. And and they were like, we just figured like you, there was something so con- like we had to know what your deal was, and we just decided the best way to do that was to offer a three-way to you and i was like that's such fucked up logic and they're like we know we know it's so confusing and like and here we were lying in bed and here we are are now here we are (laughs) and exactly and then and then they became um my girlfriends for the whole shoot and it was like i know this is what i'm talking about love it and i and and by the way, you're the first people I've ever told this, and it's only because I've had three cocktails right now. But like, oh, well, thank you. So glad you had those old fashioned. You gotta write a book. <laughs> well, this is what I'm talking about. It's like this is you're talking about crazy fan interactions, and it's like, but this was like peeling back this other thing where I discovered like I started telling guys who would get annoyed with me. I'm I'm like, you gotta just like stop giving a shit about stuff like yes. social politics like if you really want to meet a girl just don't meet her just try not to meet her i, I don't know it's like it's it's crazy but i was like also then shave your male pattern baldness into your head <laughs> and, and perm an afro onto your head you're gonna do great all you gotta do me. is perm your hair your albuquerque freeway you'll never forget kirky <laughs> is the albuquerque smirky quirky and um <laughs> like I even I even had another Finkelstein thing that happened. I don't know if you guys want to keep hearing Finkelstein stories. Yes. They're all sex stories, though, Blair. I hate to say it. And that's the thing. <laughs> this is why we love this, Steve. It's but, right but on brand for us. Yeah, we're here no. for this. I, I'm telling you, literally, I played Mac. I played Juan Castillo. <laughs> and those guys, maybe Mac got a little action, but like Juan, nothing. Like literally nothing. Blows my mind. Uh, uh, 
a, a girl came up to me in a bar. And so, so I told you about the strikeout. And so yeah. this girl came up to me in a bar and she was like, you know, um, I loved you in beer fest and, um, you do this thing called a strikeout and, um, my girlfriend and I, <laughs> you, we started doing our version of a strikeout where we did the beer and the chug and the shot, but then we also did a whip it. Wow. And, oh my wow. God. Ooh, that's tough. Interesting and, addition. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, it would be my honor <laughs> if I could do one of those strikeouts with you. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and, sh and she's like, I have the whippets at my house. You're going to have to come back to my house. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Classic. Uh -huh. I Classic see what you're doing. If I had a dollar for every I time did. I went home to do some whippets <laughs> <laughs> with some randos. Follow a girl home for whippets. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just want to let, look, um, she, I just want you to know all these women were very cool. They're very intelligent and very cool. And uh, so it's not like I was just like going for these hot chicks without any substance. I'm not a whore, you guys. So like, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I am a whore. But so like, I, <laughs> so I went with her back to her house and, and I told like, like I told my friend, I was like, I think she just wants to fuck me. And he's like, you're probably right. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, but we went back to her house and so we did it. It was, we'd do half of a balloon and then part of a bong hit. Like it's really, this is really hard to do. Because, like, you have to inhale so much. Yeah. Hard <laughs> you got to be in shape. Yeah. And so it was, like, half a balloon and then, like, a, like a pretty good-sized bong hit, then the chug, and then the shot, and then the other half of the balloon. And you're basically – and then blow it all out, and then you're just fucking completely <laughs> out of your – and then so I did one, and then she did one, and then she fucked me. And, and – um... Moral of the story. <laughs> Well, but here's, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, is that she brought this. She had a punch bowl full of whippets, and she brought them into the bedroom, and sh she would fill up a balloon. I can't believe I'm telling. You. Can't believe I'm telling you guys this. We're uh, loving this story. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking my shoes off for this. You should. You should. You should take your pants off. She was. She was. She was on top of me. We were naked, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, and she would she would fill up the balloon with the whippet and stick it in my mouth, and I would do a whole whippet. And while I was like tripping out on that whippet, she would fill herself up with the whippet mm -hmm. and do that. <laughs> and do that. Blair, are you writing this and... down? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting tips and tricks here. This is great. Dude, this was one of the wildest ones of my life. Like, <laughs> it was like we just went back and forth, like her just cracking whippets and filling them up and giving them to me, and then doing one herself and then like having sex like when both of you are just like when when a girl is just like alternating whippets with you and her is pretty crazy and then the funny little punchline was that like later on afterwards like i rolled over onto the wet balloon and um i thought it was i thought it was the used condom and i had a little mini freak out for just one second and um anyway that so, sounds like such a great experience yeah. though my friends and I had our own version of the strikeout, but it was 151 in the NyQuil. And then you take that shot in the bong rip and then 
or bong rip 151 like well brutal yeah everybody's yeah, got their well, own version look what y'all created yeah 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 blair what's your version of it i mean i don't hate this whip it idea at all i mean I'm definitely <laughs> yeah, might have to adopt that, that one, one down for later <laughs> i mean i'm a classic strikeout gal like i love how you set it up that's like that's good for me classic strikeout. yeah <laughs> it's so good it's so good there were there were some dudes i i honestly i don't do cocaine but there were some dudes they called it a whiteout and they used to put a line of cocaine in there which is like ridiculous as well <laughs> i'll punch it up when did this become like the nastiest podcast in America? By the way, we asked ourselves that like no three idea. seasons ago. Yeah, I know. It's like we just went in that direction. Who we are? We're a family podcast. <laughs> like we're we're brother and sister, <laughs> husband and ever. wife. Yeah, and, like we're all kind of related. Yeah, I don't know how we, we evolved into this, but this is exactly on brand. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's good to know. High praise. Thank yeah. you. Good to know. Yeah, you were just on Whiskey Ginger, and now here you are a few weeks later, and we we get the title Nasty Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I love whiskey. The whiskey ginger is a great podcast. It's a great podcast. Him. Santino's. We're big guy. fans. Of yeah, him. yeah, he's a good guy. We're in a legal yeah. state. You guys have a weed brand called Smoking Lizard. You've also made a couple of the most iconic stoner comedies as well. Do you still partake? Yeah, I I do. Um, you know, like uh, it's funny because I have kids now, so it's it's not as. And and I'm and I'm older. It's like I uh, sometimes now I find that like the the weed hangover. As I get older, and like when COVID happened, I was I was like, I'm just drinking and smoking all the time <laughs> together, all the time, and I'm like, you know, it, it's like I I uh, now I'm much more selective about when I'm gonna do it, like, and and I'm also a little bit more educated in terms of like, well, tonight I'm gonna throw down a little giggle weed because I want to giggle, and then other times I'm like, you know what, I want to get a little one of these sleepy weeds. Um, <laughs> in my system because i just want to i just want to crash um but like you know what I'm, I'm getting into a little bit more like um like microdosing mushrooms that i find is like it's the next well, it's step. incredible it's incredible it's like it's incredible because like you can just pop up pop off a little bit there and like you're alive and crisp and clean yes. and hysterical and you're not going to get paranoid and you're like no you're sharp like it almost feels like having three old fashions it's like you're just <laughs> like right on point. all your anxieties <laughs> go away it is a very clean light feeling like everything just feels really nice it's like three old fashions before a podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it is but everybody like you know like like um like we have on the on tacoma fd we've got a grip one of the guys in the grip department makes these mushroom caramels and he's got different strengths Oh. And I'll have I'll have the I'll have the whole cast and crew over at my house. I'm talking about like 50 people to 80 people, and like everyone will do one of these things, and it's like every single person is perfectly aligned because they're all in a great mood, and everybody's laughing and having the time of their lives, and you cannot imagine a better night well, and a better time. Incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible, you know. And it's like uh, I don't know that. Like that's just. That, I think that to me right now is like the best one of all, you know, because because the main part is there's nobody who's like quiet in the corner, and nobody who's freaking out, right? And and, and nobody getting sick. Everybody's literally on the same page, like, and everybody's saying they're like, we're having the best fucking time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Yeah, good vibes. Hey, you know how to throw a party. Any news on Podfest? Podfest is, you know, we we're talking about it a lot. Um, we want to do it. It's it's a matter of how to get it made, and you know, uh, Warner Brothers Studio owns that movie, and so you know, like I know that there was a while where they're like we think that weed movies are kind of capped out on how much money they can make. But, you know, like we have a really good idea about how to make it. And the most important thing is, you know, Willie Nelson just turned 90. And so we need to get it going really soon. So look, Willie wants to do it and Snoop Dogg wants to do it. And, you know, there are a lot of people who want to do this movie. And so, we just need to have a, a real conversation about how to get it going. And, you know, Jay, Shana Secker and I talked about it the other day about a, a really good strategy for getting it going. Um, the writer's strike is happening. And so we can't pitch it. Right. Um, we can talk about it amongst ourselves, of course. Um, Cause we're friends. Notice how I caveat this every single time. Um, <laughs> well, cause we're not you're... scabbing. You tell your friend is we're a not, lawyer. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not scabs. And, you know, the writers have a really shitty thing going on oh, right yeah. now. Like, yeah. you know, Definitely. we've been picketing and and um, it's just kind of fucked up. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, the fucking studios want to carve out a clause that AI can write scripts and, and or, like, and that we could be pushed out of jobs. Like, uh, you know, and that's not even the big one. But here's the thing. The studios created the residuals in the first place because they didn't want to pay writers up front. And so they created a system which was, okay, if a movie does well, if TV does well, then you'll get residuals. That's how you'll make extra money. You'll be incentivized. So they created that system. And now there's the streaming services, and now they're like, now we don't want to pay you residuals. And so it's like, fuck you, motherfuckers. You want (laughs) to have your cake and eat it too. Like, you created this, and now we – are asking for that. Like now you don't want to pay us a front and you don't want to pay us in the back end. And it's like, fuck off. You're making so much goddamn money. You don't even report how many people are watching these things. And, and it's like, you have to, you literally cannot direct or produce or act in something. If nothing exists. Right. And we're the writers. Like we know that you think that in, in the movies, it's the director's medium. And in the, in TV, it's the writer's medium. Frankly, it's the, it's the creator's. And you don't want to pay people residuals to write on these things. These things don't exist without the writers. That is the first, that is where the idea and and that is where the product comes from. And so like, and and the the residuals are 2% of your profits. They're 2% of what you make. And you've got guys, you've got studio heads who are like, we can't afford it. But the studio heads are making sometimes $100 million in salary. Right. And it's like, just fuck you, fuck you. Anyway, so that's what the strike is all about. So we're not gonna we're not gonna stab out and do that. But like, obviously, we're you know, every every writer in Hollywood is still meeting with their partners and still writing down their ideas and still writing spec scripts because you know the smart thing to do is write a spec script if you're a writer because when the strike is over, there's going to be uh, a void and uh, studios are going to want projects and there and if you have uh, a spec script you can that's the best chance in the world in in your life that you're going to have to sell a spec script mm-hmm. and so that's what that's good to know my, 
Writing that down. Yeah, writing that down. Good advice. And thank you, Steve. Well, we like to play a game on every episode and include our guest as well. Our Crunchtastic R&D department came up with a little something to explore your dynamic with the other lizards. If you'll indulge us, I'm going to give you a couple hypothetical scenarios and you tell us the best fitting lizard for each. Okay. Okay. Your son is getting married. He wants the most epic bachelor party ever. Needs the right Uncle Lizard to step in and ensure it won't be forgotten. <laughs> Who's taking the reins here? That's me. That's you, 100%. Oh, you're in charge. Making yeah. sure it gets done right. Wow, okay. Love it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who else is it going to be? Who else is it <laughs> like... going to be? Okay, all right. So we got party, Steve. You need an emergency, full-on manscaping the works. It's been a while. Everything needs to be lined up. Who are you most comfortable with grabbing the mower? Oh. Paul. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. I said ho. Oh. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not, Paul. No, no. Like, like, look, if there's, if you've got, like, look, remember, like, when there was a thing called the Brazilian? I do. Of course. Remember the Brazilian? Okay, so Paul and Eric and Kevin, those guys have what's known as a Bulgarian. Ooh. Like those guys, those guys don't manscape at all. They're the hairy fucking dudes. And Jade, by the way, I'm the guy. It's me again. I. <laughs> so, so like my my wife is is from Miami, and she's 12 years younger uh, than me. And like her vagina is where pubic hair goes to die. And I'm the first hairy guy uh, she ever had. So like uh, you know, I'm very manscaped and. Um, <laughs> So I'm the guy. So, okay. So you're in a hostage situation. Terrorists have yeah. lined you up. They say, we will give one of you five minutes to make us laugh or we're destroying Nakatomi Plaza. Who are you sending up there? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I would say um, probably me, but like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You got the tightest uh, okay. I'm going up. You can trust me. Well, I'm trying. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I think it's probably me. Clutch. Um, okay. It's me. It's me. No, because for sure I'm fucking clutch. And also, you know, I'm I'm sweet that way. And and uh, like. <laughs> Triple threat uh, guy. I'll, yeah, I'll do it. It's me. I'm okay. sweet that way. <laughs> I'm handsome. I'm clutch. And I'm sweet that way. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys reimagined a classic in Quasimodo. If you were to take on the broken lizard version of Batman, who would be most likely to put on the cape and who would make for the best lead villain? Mm, okay. Okay. All right. This one is more fair question. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, that's, that's hard. I mean, look, it's like, I would say I'd be Batman again. Cause, like, uh, <laughs> I look good in a cape. What can I say? I mean, because like uh, I'm mysterious. <laughs> you got the best and, chin uh, out of the group. I have the best chin and the and the best jaw of the group. Definitely, um, very important. And the best and the best body of the group. Yeah. Frankly, let's just Jesus hands Christ, down. Let's be honest. No and question. the best voice too. No uh, question. I mean, if we're being oh, honest. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you thank you jay you know it's funny because jay likes to say that he's got the best voice but but his his voice is like ray romano you know, like, <laughs> he does have a great voice i did not even think about that that is true but he i does am have a little ray wow romano. never thought of it that way 
yeah. And, but, you know, he's he he would be my second choice for Batman. I mean, but his body <laughs> like it is terrible. Like he's got like scrawny chicken legs and a gut and he's got man boobs. And, you know, obviously. <laughs> so I guess I, I have to play Batman. So in terms of the, the villain, though, let's see. Um, I mean, those like don't like uh, like in the Batman movies, I guess since. You had Michael Keaton as Batman. He had just the Joker. And every one of those movies since then has always had multiple villains, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, do you want me to, like, to think about like uh, villains who have existed? Like which Broken Lizard member could play a villain uh, in the DC universe or like make up a, a villain? Good question. I'm going to leave that up to you. No, fuck you. That's bullshit. <laughs> like, you have to ask me the question. Don't. All right, let, let's go with existing villains. Unless it takes you somewhere okay. else. Okay. You know, Blair, way to fucking <laughs> yeah. come in. I'm just saying, if it wants to take you somewhere, ride that wave. Yeah, I would cast uh, Kevin Heffernan as as, uh, as Catwoman. Love it. And Love it. So nimble. Yeah, so nimble. And then, you know, like, there's... um. Uh, there's a Batman villain from the TV show, I, I and I and definitely the comic books that I really used to love that they haven't done yet, which was the Mad Hatter. Do you guys remember the Mad Hatter? Uh, why oh, haven't they done the Mad Hatter? Yeah, that'd be so good. The Mad Hatter would be fucking great because I think what you could do is a two for one there, where like Jay could be the Mad Hatter. Actually, no. Like you could take like. Paul or Eric as the Mad Hatter, and then the you know the hat opens up and a pair of eyes come out and like hypnotize you, Ooh. and that could be another another broken lizard guy. Like just his little head would would pop out there. Twofer, um, I love it. it. It's it's a little twofer, yeah. And then you know, and then maybe one of the other guys plays out. Okay, no, I'm I'm re I'm reimagining everything. <laughs> I say, because uh, what I want now is. Um, Kevin Heffernan to play Alfred the butler. And then, (laughs) so I think then Jay needs to be Catwoman. And so then, yeah, you'd you'd have Eric and Paul playing, you know, the Mad Hatter. One is the the Mad Hatter and one is the eyes. Oh, that's good. Great answer. It's late at night. You're all out of goof. You're in the need of some smoking lizard, maybe something a little stronger. Who is best suited to cater to these needs? Yeah, I'm a family man, you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's probably going to be me. That's probably going to be me. Backup stash ready to go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, like Paul and Eric are always like, they're like, can I get a bud from you? And um, I'm like, sure. You're the like, plug. You, how, like, well, it's like, you know, like, I don't understand. Like, like I get so much weed and mushrooms given to me for free um which is really nice it's a really nice perk yeah. of it but like yeah, like nice like perk. like like i brought a high school buddy of mine who like he lives in a, in a non-legal state and he came out to la and he was like it's kind of funny we went to a, a a dispensary nearby and he was like will you take me to a dispensary and i was like sure and he he's like is it is it like what's it like is it weird and i was like no it's a fucking dispensary and and he he's like but like like what's it like? And I'm like, you just walk in there and, and get weed, okay? And he was like really nervous. I'm like, I'm like, what's your fucking, what's your problem, dude? And and he's like, he's like, I don't know. 
And it's like, it's just, we're just literally go. it's like a bar, but like with weed. In it. He's like, okay. And like, you know, we stopped off and they took our IDs at the front and, and we walked in and he, and he was like quiet. And I was like, he's like, what do we do? And I was like, well, what do you, what do you want? And, and, and he was like, what do you think I should get? I'm like, dude, I've smoked pot with you for 30 years. What, like, you like to giggle. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, and I walked over the first, uh, you know, the, the first bud tender. And I was, I was like, uh, I was like, my friend here is from New York. Uh, it's not legal there. He's like being a total dick about it. He's, <laughs> can, can you just make him feel at ease? And, 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 and she's like, sure. What's up, honey? What do you want? And he whispered it. He's like, I don't know, just some weed. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and she's like, what kind of weed? He's like, um, just like good, good weed. And I was like, you're, you're embarrassing me and you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> and I was like, set him up with like the most giggly weed you've got. And she's like, sure, come here. And, and like, we walked around and she's, what do you want? He's like, um, I don't know, like how much can I have? She's like, however much you want. She's like, Oh my God, he's the worst. And I was like, I know he's terrible. <laughs> and so anyway, we wound up like getting like, a, a, or he got a bunch. I, I didn't need any cause I, I had a bunch and, and we were on the line and then she came up to me. She's like, by the way, the owners of uh, the dispensary would like to gift you some marijuana. They're, they're huge <laughs> friends. They're huge, huge fans. And like, so he paid for all this weed and, and they gave me a, a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. And, um, Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the perks about making R-rated stoner movies. And so, like, so, you know, I just figured all these guys would have some. But, like, but then, I've, you know, we've got this this crew member who makes mushrooms and, like, like, and also I'm the most knowledgeable in terms of, like, I've done my research. Like, what are the giggly weeds? What are the sleepy weeds? What are the creative weeds? You're that guy in the group. See, that's Tyler for us. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> well you know but the, by the way that's super handy like i went to the, a dispensary once I, I was like i went to cheech's dispensary once hmm. and my manager was like set him he was also cheech's manager he was like set steve up with the most creative weed you've got and they were like okay that's something called lamb's bread that's uh that's what bob marley used to smoke yep, favorite weed. and he and yeah and so i was like all right i you know i i went home and i was like let's see how this works and so i smoked some of this lamb's bread and I was like, "Ooh, man! All right, let me try to. I'm going to start working on the script here." And I started writing the script. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I just had a fucking idea for this script. And I opened up another window and started jotting down ideas for that. And I was like, "Oh my god!" That like I didn't even know this was happening. I was like, "Holy shit!" I just had an idea for a fucking movie. And I wrote that down. I was like, "Oh my god!" This TV show that I've been working on. I'm like, and I literally, I was like, it was like one of those like '80s. Uh, musician like prog rock musicians where you've got the double keyboards and you've got the like a guitar <laughs> over here and like a synthesizer oh, yeah. and i was like and after like literally like 30 minutes i was like like there's steam coming off of the keyboards and i was like holy shit i literally just like exploded with ideas from all these projects wow. that i was working on and i dove back in and so it's like the, the science has evolved so much that literally you, if you do your research, you can, you know, all these weeds do do the things you want them to do. And so I know all that stuff and I've got all these, uh, these weeds in my house. And so when my friends come over, I'm like, what do you want? You know, like, do you want this? Do you want that? And so, that's incredible. So I, yeah. So you are, you are that guy. Yeah, all right. Sir. It all makes sense. 
Sorry for keeping you long. We cannot thank you enough for joining us, Steve. You have been just an absolute blast. It's <laughs> so, so much fun. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks, 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 uh, ladies and gentlemen, for having me. Yes, oh, these stories have been just incredible. Make sure to follow Steve on Twitter at Steve Lemmy, and don't forget to check out Quasi, available to stream right now on Hulu. Keep an eye out for more news on Super Troopers 3 plus Season 4 of Tacoma FD on True TV. All of these updates and more can be found at BrokenLizard.com. My Instagram, which where I spend most of my time, is uh, Steve underscore Lemmy. And then I I just launched a product um, out of Nashville, Tennessee. It's a it's a ready to drink cocktail called Rhino Dart. Rhino and Dart. this is the agave yeah, based, so, the ready to drink. Yes, yes. Tell us about Rhino Dart. That's exactly what it is. So uh, one of my best friends uh, growing up, um, you know, he's the godfather to my son. I'm the godfather to his son. Uh, he used to make this cocktail called Rhino Dart, which uh, which was an agave-based citrus cocktail with wildflower honey. Mm. And the wildflower honey was it masked the taste of, of any alcohol and made it really sweet and delicious. So it was basically like a margarita without any of that like tartness and the bite. And um, so we decided... To, and he would bust it out any time. And like, what would happen is you'd have a few of these things and you'd look like a rhino who'd been darted on the cover of National <laughs> Geographic. <laughs> and now, so look, first of all, a percentage of this, of the sales of this go to uh, fighting the poachers in Africa, the rhino poachers in Africa. So I just want to say we're not, we're not, not PC here. Okay. But it's so delicious and you can't taste the alcohol. And, and the cocktail that we've canned now is 8% ABV. So it's actually twice as strong as as any cocktail on the market and it's delicious. And so we, uh, all of my team are are based out of Nashville. And so it's launched out of Nashville, Tennessee. It's about two weeks old. It's it's on the shelves of probably like 15 stores now. It's in a couple of bars and um, you can go to rhinodart.com to check it out and and buy some merch, but it's, uh, you know, it's going to go, all over Tennessee, and then we're gonna, <clears throat> excuse me, spread to Kentucky and Illinois, and then actually go to Los Angeles, um, and uh, we're gonna start spreading across the country. But it's uh, it's my new it's my new cocktail. So if anybody lives in Nashville or Tennessee or wants to go get some cool merch, go to RhinoDart.com. Um, and that's something I'm really excited about. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. We have family in Tennessee. We're definitely spreading gonna get involved. the word. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Cool sincerely appreciate your time steve and let us know what we could bring to the memorial day party <laughs> <laughs> i will i absolutely will tyler hey, is got a, a 10 yeah. layer dip that is just going to knock your socks off <laughs> there's weed in it <laughs> <laughs> you're invited all right <laughs> appreciate you steve hope thank we get a chance you, to talk steve. again soon thanks steve that was great oh i hope so you're awesome thank you guys thanks. bye bye what a guy. <laughs> My so lizard is just broken. <laughs> <laughs> fractured lizards. I have fractured lizards. <laughs> Compound wow. fractured lizards. That is, I mean, the stories. So many funny stories. Got so much fun stuff going on, too. You get three old fashions in Steve. <laughs> and he will give you a podcast. And he will show up. We got to talk about Potfest. Super Troopers 3. Quasi available to stream right now on Hulu. Freeways, whip it sex, whip it sex. Wow, threesomes, bro! You forgot the meat and potatoes of that. <laughs> you, Tyler and you, I are you thinking of all the... over that shit. What are you doing? You're over here thinking about his projects and yes. promoting his stuff. 
And I'm here talking about whippets and threesomes. You know, he's talking about like this awesome threesome and just living his best life. And I kind of wanted to bring up my MMW situation. <laughs> I did recently get a proposal yeah. myself. And if he had to engage in an MMW, what would he have chosen? which lizard would he have chosen <laughs> or his devil's three-way? Or so has call he chosen in the call past? Him back. Steve, call him back. We got, we got one last question. <laughs> one more <for> question. <laughs> this is really important. We need to know. We can't get off air until we figure this out. My favorite thing about the whole show, we have him do the game. The answer is Steve for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, that's me again. <laughs> I really I wanted it. to tell him that like, I was one of the people that helped uh, Club Dread on opening weekend i did not see passion of the christ i did see club dread in the theater people worship it people worship it <laughs> so much we didn't get to That's get awesome. into he's like a true new york guy he supports all the new york teams he's like a real giants fan we've had on several eagles they're ruthless i wanted to get into it with the giants but then we'd have to tell them you know two-thirds cowboys that's not a good look. <laughs> we don't want to ruin the evening. That's not, that's not a good look. But while we're on the subject, I'm just going to throw it out there. That Cowboys epic drought is nearing an end. I could feel it. I'm just going to say it. I really think it's our year. <laughs> you have been holding that in for a limmy and a half. <laughs> Let me tell you something real quick. Those fan encounters, he could have done, he could have his own podcast just on fan encounters. So good. It's crazy. Finkelstein. I, Finkelstein? Wow. Finkelstein. I once heard a story where he sharded in the middle of LAX, and while on the way to go take a public restroom sink bath, he got recognized and had to stop and take some pictures. I mean, <laughs> he stayed there and took a bunch of pictures. He's there taking selfies with, with other lizards and... He's just got a whole feces pieces situation happening. <laughs> what a guy. Like that's a true hero. Guy has stories for days. He didn't even get into that. He was like, that's not even top five on the no. fan encounters. No, we got way better than that. But Man. that I mean, that's a tough one. That's good. That's good. He also has a cool story about Sam Elliott. He always gets asked about mustache rides. I was going to say, is it a mustache Ooh, yeah. thing? It is. and You know, I didn't want to bring up mustache rides. but Well, you know what? That's super yeah. troopers. That we, we want to talk about new shit. And th they get a lot of credit for mustache ride, but he likes reminding people that that actually came from a shirt that Sam Elliott wore in a movie called Mask. And I mean, that's fair. Sure. Sam Elliott the has credit. the most profound stash in Hollywood. True. And yeah. he likes to make sure that he gets the recognition. Plus, he's worked with him. And he had a crazy story where he was just next to him for like a week straight doing table reads. And he would sit there dip the whole time and would swallow the dip spit. Wouldn't even spit it out. Swallowed his own dip spit. What a badass. That's how you get that kind of mustache. That is, is, yeah, you think it you is. just get Not a at all surprised. <laughs> that is 100% grade A genuine man meat. That's yes. right. Wow. He's man. got mustaches underneath both nipples. Awesome. He's got mustaches underneath his navel. <laughs> I like how I now know how everyone is shaved a part of the broken lizard. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Jay is tight. Now we have and a see. good and firm idea of who's got full bush, yeah. who's clean shaven. Bulgarian. I'm sorry. I Love it. Didn't know there was a 
turn. I have a Bulgarian situation going on right now. <laughs> it is out of control. I like keep meaning to do it before every shower, and I'm single as shit. So there's just no reason to like, <laughs> really get in there and do the detail work. But it is obnoxious. It's just getting in the way, and it's driving me nuts. I can feel it as we speak. <laughs> New Dream Car giveaway over at 8080. In addition to the 15% off you get for using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend gets you entered in for a chance to win a brand new Lamborghini plus $60,000 in cash you do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out somethingcrunchy.com where you'll find every episode or links to social media and the Almighty Crunch Store where you'll find all kinds of crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Join us every Friday night at 10 o'clock on 97.3 The Rattler or wherever you get your podcast. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy. And as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life and be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. All episodes can be found at somethingcrunchy.com and on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. You can ask me anything, Steve. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, I know. I, I, okay. What's up? What's up? I love <laughs> that we're the nastiest podcast, though. That's like... <laughs>